Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Zeke Said So Show. I hope you guys can hear me. It is me, Zeke the Geek, back with another episode of Zeke Said So. want to give a quick disclaimer before I continue on. Um, you are going to hear a little bit of noise in the background because it's kind of hot where I'm at. Uh, it's kind of hot where I'm recording this uh, episode, so uh, to prevent me from... Uh, getting dry and heated, I uh, have the fan on in next to me, so you are going to hear the fan as I record this episode of the Zeke Said So Show. And the audio is a little bit more clear because I'm using my microphone that I use for my YouTube videos. Hello, hello. You're going to be able to hear me a lot more than uh, than normal. Um, and... Uh, so let's do one little before we get on with our movie news segment. Let's let's get a little bit of a ho- uh, housekeeping. Uh, I have one big announcement. Uh, I usually try to make announcements on the Zeke Said So show instead of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. But if you are subs- if you are not subscribed to the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. You should definitely go subscribe to it. It's where I got my start talking on the internet. Um, you should definitely go subscribe because um, I have a new show going up on the Zeke Said So YouTube channel. Uh, and it's a show that will be on every Friday night. And it's going to be called... Uh, <laughs> it's going to be called Friday Night Trivia. Um, hosted by yours truly, Zeke the Geek Addington. And... And basically what this show is going to be, it's just going to be me playing a game, that uh, an app that I have on my phone called uh, Popcorn Trivia. I haven't played it in a long time. Last time I played it, I was, uh, uh, I was still going to school. So <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in high school when I was playing this game. Uh, and basically Popcorn Trivia, it's like a movie trivia game uh, where they ask you a bunch of questions from certain movies. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna start playing uh, trivia matches. I'm gonna start playing them, and uh, I'm gonna edit it together, make it seem like a fun little. Uh, I guess you could call it gameplay. I guess, um, even though I technically don't like doing gameplays, but this is just something that you know it's movie related, and I think it is time to start moving in that direction for the YouTube channel, um, since I won't be having. Uh, since it will. It will be more consistent, uh, considering that I haven't been as consistent on my YouTube channel as I probably should be. So, um, but also the reason why I'm not being so consistent on my YouTube channel is because I don't have an editing software on my computer. Um, the only way I can edit is through my phone, and my phone is not the best place to edit. I'm just gonna say that. Um, so, uh, so yes, every Friday night I'm going to attempt to do a. Uh, a, a, tri- a trial episode this uh, this next Friday. Um, so as I'm recording it, uh, as I'm recording this, this is actually Thursday. So uh, a week from tomorrow will be the uh, uh, will be um, the next you know the the first episode the first trial episode of Friday Night Trivia. And with all of that out of the way, guys, we are going to move on to the first part of the show where we talk about the movie news. This is the top, this is the segment where we have three movie news topics, and I'm going to talk about each and every single one of them uh, and give you my thoughts on them and stuff like that. So let's gonna we're going to start with the first topic, and that is this: Uncharted has been in development. It has been uh, Tom Holland has been attached, Mark Wahlberg has been attached, uh, and and. The last time I talked about Uncharted, I expressed my anger over the fact that Travis Knight was no longer going to be directing the movie. So, now we have a a new director and we have some more cast members. So, the new director is actually going to be Venom and Zombieland director uh, Ruben Fleischer. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. If I'm not, I'm so sorry. Um, But he has signed on to the project as a director um, he's going to be taking over duties over uh, Travis Knight, which I think is a very bad call, and I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, and then 
a part of the cast, we have Zorro himself, Antonio Banderas. Uh, and then we have two new stars, uh, Sophia Ali and uh, Tati, Tati, Tati. I, I can't pronounce. I don't know how you pronounce that first name, but uh, T-A-T-I. And then it's Gabrielle. So um, they've all joined the cast, and there's no uh, word on who they're playing yet. But I really hope Antonio Banderas plays a villain. I would love to him to play a villain in this Uncharted movie. He'd be a, such a great villain in an, in an Uncharted. Like honestly, I can picture Antonio Banderas voicing a villain in any of the Uncharted games. Like I don't care which villain it is, I would see it. Like oh. That's kind of a well. I'll, uh, if you haven't played Uncharted Four, this is a spoiler, I guess. But there's a character in Uncharted Four named Hector uh, Hector Alcazar. I can picture Antonio Banderas playing a character like that, <laughs> um, uh, in for some weird reason. Now, um, I talked about. Uh, Ruben Fleischer. Let me actually go in depth on this. Now, guys, I don't have a problem with um, Ruben Fleischer. I mean, as a person, I mean, he might, he, you know, he's kind of a, you know, he is a bit of a fanboy. You know, I've seen interviews, and he's a fan of, of you know, comic books and video games, just like the rest of us are. But, um, I'm worried because I'm not a fan of Zombieland. I thought Venom was a lot we I thought the first Venom movie was actually kind of weak um even though I think there's potential there for the Spider-Man cinematic universe um I thought Venom was a bit of a weak uh excuse me a weak movie sorry guys um so I and then Zombieland Double Tap was I mean, even, even, you know, one could argue even worse. So, um, I'm not so sure how I feel about this. I, uh, I hope it's good. I would like for it to be good. Um, so far, the only two video game movies that I've seen that I've loved were, was Detective Pikachu. Um, I know a lot of people really like that new Tomb Raider movie, uh, but I finally did watch Tomb Raider and I didn't really like that one either. So, um, but I and and Sonic the Hedgehog is also a really good video game movie. So, I mean, we've had two good good video game movies. Let's see if they can uh, keep this little thing going and uh, give us another uh, good video. I would I look Uncharted is my favorite video game of all time. I want this movie to be great. I want this movie to be so freaking good. And considering it's got a pretty good cast, I mean Tom Holland is questionable because I don't think he fits the Nathan Drake, like even a young Nathan Drake. I don't know if he's the perfect fit for a young Nathan Drake either. But Mark Wahlberg's attached to the project. Um, that's also a questionable choice. But uh, but hey, look, Mark Wahlberg's a great, a good actor. I'm sure he'll he'll bring a lot to it. Um, obviously, Antonio Banderas is really great. Um, I'm sure these two other actors that they've casted are pretty good, but, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the only thing that has me nervous, the, the few things that have me nervous is actually, uh, Tom Holland and the director, so, uh, we'll see what happens. Alright, let's move on to the next one, and, uh, the next, uh, movie news topic we're gonna talk about is this, um, so the original director for the Fox x-men film uh x-force uh jeff waldo waldo wald wow i can't i don't know what how to pronounce i can't i said waldo but it's like that's like saying where's waldo um anyway um <laughs> okay um but uh but he revealed a lot of stuff about his planned his trilogy for x-force he he wrote a three movie arc for this uh, X Force movie that he was gonna do, and uh, this this is some of the the details that were given away. So uh, it would have revolved around a group of mutants with a darker, more militant leader in the form of Cable. 
Um, and then there, the next detail is the third film would have taken a darker tone described as a much darker squad and black ops team who had lost their way. And then uh, the last little, I only have three points that I wanted to bring up specifically, but I'll bring that up. I'll bring that. I'll, I'll mention that third point later. I, I don't want to get into the third point right now, but I want to talk about those first two. First of all, the idea of the revolving around of like kind of like a military uh, squad that that sounds so freaking cool. Like that sounds amazing. And cable being like this hardened, you know, like military leader. It's, it sounds interesting. It sounds really cool. And it sounds like there's a lot of potential there for a really good, fun um, trilogy of uh, and and the fact that it was gonna kind of take the dark route was really interesting the third film having a darker tone so i wonder if those first two movies were also going to take that dark tone that's that's the thing i want to know but um this idea of a much darker hit squad and black ops team who had lost their way uh that is interesting and i would love to know what that means like i would really love to get more in depth on that um, that'd be pretty cool, but, um, you may be thinking, well, Disney bought Fox, so that's why they canceled it. No, this actually happened before Disney bought Fox. It was Deadpool 2 that made the X-Force movies not, ha that X-Force trilogy not happen. Because if you've seen Deadpool 2, and I'm going to give spoilers for Deadpool 2 if you haven't seen it, but basically Deadpool 2 took the X-Force and subverted the expectations, making you think that the X-Force you see in the trailers, that's going to be your official team, right? And then they kill all of the members like Bedlam and, uh, and uh, Shatterstar and all those other guys. Uh, uh, Vanisher, uh, who was played amazingly, who, who the fact that it was Brad Pitt is still hilarious to me. But, um, you know, they killed all those guys and then they formed a new X Force team, like with Domino, Cable, um, Russell, you know, uh, uh, Colossus. They had a new X Force team, and, you know, it sounds like, you know, the ending of Deadpool 2 really kind of messed with their plans of this trilogy. Which is weird because honestly, if you really think about it, since when did the X-Men franchise ever care about continuity? I'm sorry. Like, this could have been its own spinoff. It didn't have to connect to the overall X-Men franchise. It could have been its own separate thing, its own separate universe in the Fox X-Men universe. Could have been its own separate thing. Could have had a new actor playing Cable and all that other stuff, um, and it would have and it would have been fine. I mean, I man, now I'm kind of bummed out that we're not going to get this version of X Force because that sounds so cool to me. It sounds very much like it sounds like a risk, which is what I love. Those are my favorite comic book movies. The one that can take the movie, the comic book movies that can take the risk and then somehow manage to. Um, succeed you know that's those are the type of comic book movies that I like and X-Force this X-Force trilogy sounds like it would have done exactly that so I mean we're gonna have to wait and see what Disney does with I, hopefully they do an X-Force movie but um, they're probably not going to they're probably just gonna do X-Men and all that stuff so I would love to see an X-Force movie I'm, I'm down for it uh, after you know, after hearing something like this, the potential for an X-Force movie, that sounds pretty cool. I would love to see it. So. All right. Sorry, guys. I was taking a drink. So, um, we're going to have, we're going to move on. And this is one that's going to, okay. I'm going to rant here, guys. So, this third movie news topic that I have. It's really not about a. It's 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 in. It revolves around a movie. It's Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Yes, I told myself I was never going to talk about this movie on my podcast again, but I had to talk about this because this really, um, yeah, this this was 
interesting. So, um, the Rise of Skywalker novelization hasn't been publicly released, but some people have gotten their hands on it. You know, early reviews have come out, and they have revealed details about the novelization. Now, the thing is, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm had decided to get rid of all of the other expanded universe stuff and saying from from now on the mo- everything is going to tie into the to the movies the books the comics the video games the tv shows they're all going to tie into the into the movies creating this one big you know giant universe for all people to enjoy reader book readers um, t- television fans movie fans video game fans whatever um, basically, everyone is going to love Star Wars. You know, every uh, section se- uh, section of fandom is going to love Star Wars. Whether you are a video game fanboy, a movie fanboy, a book um, a book uh, book fanboy, or comic book fanboy, whatever, um, it, you're you're going to end up loving Star Wars. Now. Here's the thing. The novels have contradicted themselves so many. Even the comics have contradicted. Now, I'm going to give away spoilers for The Rise of Skywalker. If you haven't seen it, by now you probably should have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it, you're not that interested. So, But basically, um, the comic, the movie has... Rise of Skywalker contradicts so many... Like, example, Star Wars The Last Jedi had a scene where... Ray and Poe meet. Well, if you've read the Force Awakens novelization, Poe and Ray actually met after the Star Killer base battle, right before she ends up leaving to go find Luke. And they actually hinted at a possible love connection between those two. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan Johnson. Obviously, nobody told. I don't blame this on Ryan Johnson. I blame this more on Lucasfilm for not letting him know that the that the book happened. Because let's face it, Ryan Johnson was writing this his script way before the books even, way before the book was even uh, being written. So I don't blame him on that. But I do blame Lucasfilm for not telling him. Hey, actually, um, Poe and Ray already met. So anyway. Now we have the Rise of Skywalker novelization. And they had a visual dictionary that came out saying that, you know, um, a bunch of Sith loyalists came in, grabbed Emperor Palpatine's body, took him back to Exegol, and using scientific methods, they were able to bring him back to life. Okay, that's that was in the visual dictionary, not the novelization, the visual dictionary. But in the novel... They are contradicting themselves even from the visual dictionary because in the novel, it says that Palpatine is revealed as a clone. That Palpatine's conscience ended up in that in that clone body. That's apparently all weak and deformed. Even though, even though freaking Palpatine is able to suck all the energy out of Rey and Kylo, he's, his, his body is so weak. That makes no... Anyway, anyway. But this is really ridiculous. And then I'm going to connect it to this, to this one, but apparently today it was revealed that Rey's father, Palpatine's son, was not even wasn't born like a regular person he's a clone he's a failed clone which to me would be great you had to explain that in the movie this is something where you could not just leave it for interpretation in the novelizations this is something where you had to take into consideration and actually explain it in the movie because Palpatine coming back from the dead is a big deal. This isn't like Supreme Leader Snoke where we didn't really need to know that much about Snoke. Because Snoke, considering that Snoke was was created by Palpatine in the first place, we didn't need to know about him. 
We didn't need to know. But no, we somehow everyone was completely okay with not having Palpatine's reveal explained at all. And the fact that Palpatine is back made absolutely no sense to me. And this whole thing, this is a mess all the way through. They're contradicting themselves back and forth. And it's like, you know, why should I spend my time reading these books, reading the comics, playing the video games, if you're just going to contradict what happens in those, you know, you said everything was canon. So what is canon? Is the visual dictionary information canon? Or is the novelization canon? Like, pick your, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, but anyway, um, I want to name off a couple more things, a little bit more details. Um, the novel also says that Ben Solo and Ray had a, quote, kiss of gratitude, which, um, that's stupid. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. But, uh, but then Ben Solo ends up speaking to Ray in the Force. Uh, through the force after he died saying I will always be with you he might as well have walked off with, with force ghost Luke and said Luke I think this might be the start of a beautiful friendship I'll give you guys 10 points if you guys can figure out what movie that's from um, but uh, it's like seriously it's like <laughs> like that's so dumb. That's so cheesy. And you're really going to throw that... Like... First of all, the kiss just came out of nowhere in the movie. The kiss just absolutely came out of nowhere. It was completely dumb. They shouldn't have even had it in the movie. It was a reverse Sleeping Beauty. That's what it was. It was a reverse Sleeping Beauty. Um, and... Uh, yeah. I don't know. This, this whole thing is just... Rise of Skywalker in general is just a mess of a movie. I'm probably gonna buy it on Blu-ray because I'm a I'm a sucker and I'm a I'm a completionist. I have to own it because I have to complete the saga because it's just gonna look weird having episodes one through eight and not nine there. I just uh, I don't know. I'm I don't know. I give up. I give up with this. Episode 9. Like I said last... I can't remember which episode of the Zeke Zetzer show it was. But I said... Episode 9 had so much potential to be this great, fantastic story. The Return of the King of the Star Wars saga. And they dropped the ball big time. This was a movie that... Honestly, should have been. They should have pushed it back and worked on it way more. Because it just doesn't feel like. You know, some people like to complain that The Last Jedi doesn't feel like Star Wars. I, I disagree. I think The Last Jedi feels more like Star Wars than The Rise of Skywalker feels, more, feels like Star Wars. Because The Rise of Skywalker just feels like a. You know, previously on, you know, like it feels like this. Previously on Avatar, like that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel. It feels like a a spinoff episode of like a like a like a filler episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender, but a really bad one. You know, that's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like it connects to the overall story. Other than Palpatine, there's really nothing in it that says this is the ending of the Skywalker saga. Other than Palpatine being in the movie, there's nothing in there that says we've closed the book on the Skywalker saga. There's nothing in it. There's nothing in there that says that. So anyway, um, okay, guys. Now that we've now that we've passed all that, we are going to move on. To the Q&A portion of the show. But this is going to be that time of the show where we take a commercial break. Uh, so stay tuned. And we'll be right back with the Zeke Said So Podcast. What is up guys? It is me Zeke the Geek here. And I am 
the host of the best podcast on you on the internet called the Zeke Said So Show. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, then go to the Zeke Said So Show where we talk about movies, video games, comic books, uh, you know, anything, anything and everything. We talk, we talk about it. I'm joined by uh, some guests, including the including Robert the Ghostwriter Martinez and that one kid, or. Whoever want, whoever else wants to be on my podcast, they are welcome to join. I am joined by one guest, or sometimes it will just be me by myself. And you and you guys get to join us as I take your questions after I talk about three movie news topics. We're talking about all things nerd stuff, nerd related and geek related. So if you are a fan of movies, television, video games, and comic books, and much much more. Go, go start listening to the Zeke Said So Show on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. that is where it can be found. Zeke Said So Show, Anchor Podcast, go check it out. If you are a fan of the Zeke Said So YouTube channel, Zeke Said So Show podcast, you can go to my Patreon account and, su- and support that channel. We have plenty of tiers that are perfect for your benefits. We have the $2 tier where you can donate, where if you donate $2, get your, you get a shout out right here on, on my YouTube channel. I do that for you guys. Or you can go to the $5 tier where you will get film commentaries. That's where I will watch a movie. You guys watch along with me and I'll just kind of talk about my thoughts throughout the movie. Kind of like how all friends do it when you sit down with a group of friends watching a movie together. You guys like to talk about it uh, amongst each other. And then you have the $10 tier, which is you get to request a movie that I get to review on a Throwback Thursday podcast that I do that week. So request you get to do a request for any movie that I can review on Throwback Thursday or any of or my Zeke Sensual podcast, anything. I will talk about it if you donate to that tier but if you guys can't donate to the patreon that is completely okay i'm not mad at you you still watch the channel you're still supporting me on that level by watching the channel anyway but if you're interested in really supporting the channel if you're interested in getting a shout out checking out some film commentaries and requesting a movie review go to my patreon link in the description below and get your take of the zeke said so channel Throwback Thursday is better than ever. If you go to the podcast feed on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, you can go support Throwback Thursday. Starting on January 9th, you will get more Throwback Thursdays, starting with my review for Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and we're going to be reviewing all types of movies, whether they came out in in the 20s or whether they came out last year whether they came out the year before that whenever they came out before now we are going to review those movies for you guys so if you're interested go check out the throwback thursday on the podcast feed on the zeke said so podcast feed go check it out and let's go back to well the past all right guys and we are back with zeke said so show Zeke said so podcast we are now about to take your Q&A questions how do you guys send in the Q&A question well it is very very simple you just you either send it in through Twitter Instagram YouTube comment section wherever you want to send them you send them on in heck heck send it in the mail I'm just kidding don't actually do that but um in fact who writes letters anymore that's that's I don't know um but <laughs> we are gonna start with this QA question. So let's let's get started because we got a lot to go through. So first question is if the last airbender would have been good, do you think we would have gotten a trilogy? Yes, I think we would have gotten way more than a trilogy. I think I honestly think we would have gotten a full cinematic universe of last airbender movies. I think the potential for more movies in that universe if the move if the last airbender had been good which wow it's not good um and thank god they didn't do another movie because that would just ruin my life um that first movie already ruined my life but anyway um but no if if that first movie would have been great and people loved it and people embraced it then we probably would have gotten the second one the third one a prequel move a, pe- a prequel movie a spin-off 
uh, you know, a a sequel, another sequel. Who knows? We would have gotten a continuation of the story, of the story after, you know, who knows? And they would have continued it because it would have been a big franchise, just like just like Transformers or just like um, the Marvel movies or just like uh, Star Wars. You know, it would have been this huge franchise that everyone would have got flocked out to see. Um, and yes, I said flocked. Um, I, I okay. Let me explain why I repeated myself. Last week, I got a text from a buddy of mine. Who thought I said an F-bomb on the show. So now I have to try and repeat my words every single time I sound like I'm about to cuss. Um, Because uh, apparently nobody knows how to listen. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, so yeah, in answering your question, I think we would have gotten a, a, honestly, we would have gotten a whole cinematic universe if M. Night Shyamalan hadn't, um, taken a dump all over the last Airbender franchise. Um, but hey, we're getting a Netflix series, so hopefully that's, and by the way, guys, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, but the last Airbender is already 15 years old. That is crazy. I... I can't even remember how old I was when that show started, and I just, oh, I remember that. Sh- I remember watching that show like it was yesterday. I own the whole series on D on DVD, and I want. I probably have binged it like seven or six times. So, uh, six or seven times. So, anyway. All right. Next question is: Do you think Disney should stop these live action remakes? Um. Hmm. No, but I do. Th- I don't think they should stop them. I think they should keep going, but I think they should stop doing the ones that are near impossible to do. Like, look, Lion King. That was their trial. Okay, like Jungle Book was them setting their foot into talking live action talking animals. Okay, and it worked out very well. But that was because you had an actual human character interacting with all those an, uh, talking animals, you know? Same with Alice in Wonderland. You had talking animals in Alice in Wonderland, but you also had a human there. You had a bunch of human characters there to bounce off with those talking CGI characters. Then Lion King comes out, and Lion King has all photoreal animals, no humans, and people complained that there was no expression. That you didn't have the expressiveness of the animals in the animated movie. Because it's a photoreal environment. Lions can't really make certain... They can't smile. They can't look sad. They can't look angry. angry. So it's like... You know... And the fact that they already announced a Bambi remake is kind of weird to me. Um, Actually, let me see... Hold on, I'm gonna set the mic down, so I'm gonna try and actually, I'm I'm gonna keep holding it. I'm gonna try and type with one hand. Uh, Disney live action movies. Uh, remakes coming soon. Okay. Um, so, uh, here are some of the, li- uh, here are some of the list of movies that are coming out. Uh, this was as this article was written on November 5th, 2019. So, um, we already had Lady and the Tramp, which is on Disney plus, which honestly, I'm gonna be honest guys. I really liked Lady and the Tramp. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I really enjoyed late, uh, late, the Lady and the Tramp live action remake. Um, we have Mulan coming out uh, in a cu- in a few weeks here, which I am gonna go see in IMAX. I'm really excited for that. Um, we have Cruella, which is coming out in May on May twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one, um, and in development right now. Actually, they've already done a bunch of casting. Um, my computer is freezing again, but they've already done a bunch of casting for. Um, Casting for the the live action Little Mermaid movie, they have a 
uh, what's the actress name playing Ariel? Um, Halle Bailey playing Ariel. Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play uh, Ursula. Jacob Tremblay is in talks to play Flounder. And Aquafina is in talks to play Scuttle. Um, Javier Bardem is actually also in talks to play King Triton. So, so they're moving forward with that. Um, they just announced that Lilo and Stitch is going to be a live-action remake um, that will be coming to Disney+. Plus. Hunchback of Notre Dame is happening. Sword in the Stone. Pinocchio. In fact, Pinocchio is being is going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis, which is pretty interesting. Um, they're doing a Prince Charming live-action movie. That's weird. Um, Jungle Book 2 has been announced for so many years, but I honestly doubt that's going to happen. I really do doubt that's going to happen, though, because how old is that kid? Um, they got a Tinkerbell uh, prequel coming out. Uh, a Peter Pan movie, a Peter Pan live action, uh, Rose Red. Uh, let me see. What what is this one? Is this the sequel to? Oh well, well. Apparently, Rose Red is going to be a movie that focuses on Snow on Snow White's um, uh, sister, um, which is very very weird. Um, but then they're doing a live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, which um, supposedly is actually supposed to be a, um, a sequel. It's not supposed to be a, a remake. It's actually going to be a sequel to the original movie um, where it's going to be like, uh, I don't know. Um, so, let me see. Yeah, so those are all the live-action remakes they got coming out. Um, and I've or- I know I've already answered this question so many times, but honestly, I'm still waiting for them to announce a Tarzan live-action remake or a Atlantis: The Lost Empire live-action remake. Um, Atlantis: The Lost Empire definitely because that movie's so bad. And I think there's a lot of potential to make a lot of changes and make it better than the animated. Um, uh, I would also like to see, as much as I love the movie, I would love to see Treasure Planet get a live-action remake. That would be pretty... But technically, they already did a live-action Treasure Planet. Heck, I mean, Treasure Planet is technically a, a remake of... The live at the 1950s Treasure Island movie because it's basically the same story except it's it takes place in space whereas Treasure Island actually takes place on the ocean. Um, anyway, um, okay, let's move on to the next one. Will we ever see a live action Akira movie? Um, well, as far as I'm known, as far as I know, they've canceled the live action Akira movie, so I don't think we are. Um, I would like to see it though. I love Akira, so I would love to see it. Um, and after seeing uh, Alita Battle Angel, I think there's potential for live action anime movies to be great. Um, do you think Thanos could have used the Infinity Gauntlet to create more resources? No, I I don't buy this theory at all. I don't. Because here's the thing. When Thanos uses the Reality Stone to turn Drax into blocks and Mantis into kind of like string um, it ends up coming uh, coming back to normal as soon as he leaves and even Thanos says it in the movie this universe is finite it's resources finite which means it doesn't matter how many resources he, he creates it's gonna run out Because the universe is a bit greedy, <laughs> you know. Um, so for Thanos, the only solution to overpopulation is to wipe out half of all life in the universe. That is the only way. Now there are other ways he could have gone about it. Yes, but to Thanos, and honestly, if he would have done created more resources. That would just defeat the whole purpose of what makes him such an interesting villain. Is that your 
you don't want him to do this, but you understand his points. You understand why he's doing the things he's doing. You're getting behind it. If you just have him create more resources, then you're like, oh, he was just a, he was just a big dumb villain. You know? And I don't think that's what the Russo brothers wanted. The Russo brothers really wanted Thanos to be a memorable villain that you can bam just you're gonna the Thanos is gonna be in the conversation for the top ten greatest movie villains of all time. And Thanos, by the way, is so quotable. Like you can quote all of Thanos' line Thanos' lines. You know? Um I'm I'm not gonna even try because I'll we'll be here for two two hours. Um but yeah. Uh do you think we will ever see Ultra Instinct return in a Dragon Ball show or movie? Yeah, so um I I think we will. I think we will. We'll see it return. We saw a glimpse of it in Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um but here's the thing. I don't want Ultra Instinct to end up like Super Saiyan Blue. Where Super Saiyan Blue, it looked cool the very first time they did it. And then they just kept... you. you that was their go-to form for the entirety of Dragon Ball Super. And it just got old and I was like bored with Super Saiyan Blue. I want Ultra Instinct to be that thing where... Goku can rare and I want Goku to be the only character who can tap into it. I don't want Vegeta tapping into it. I don't want Gohan tapping into it. Goku is the only character that should have that form. That should be able to reach that form. Um because I I I think that would be interesting. Cause even in Dragon Ball Super, the whole point was Vegeta was saying he'll break his own limits. You know, through his own, he tells, he said, he he yells at Jiren when he's transforming into the mastered Super Saiyan Blue. He says, um, "I will break my own limits in my own way." So, I don't want to see this whole thing where Vegeta is competing to get to the same power level as Goku. I I just want that to stop. It's it's a it's an old shtick. It it needs to it needs to just stop um and i know hardcore dragon ball fans are gonna yell and scream at me for saying that but but i i'm kind of done with it um i want them to progress i want one of the things i want them to progress as characters i want goku to be the only person who can reach ultra instinct i want vegeta to reach his own high level of power on his own and i want and come on, guys. Let's get Gohan back in the. Let's let's get let. Can we please make Gohan cool again? Same with Piccolo, man. Piccolo has been pushed off to the side way too much. I'm so sick of it. Anyway, um, all right. Thoughts on the new Batmobile? Yeah. So Matt Reeves. I don't know if you guys saw this, guys, but Matt Reeves posted like a a Twitter feed or something, and. <laughs> They um he posted this picture of Robert Pattinson's Batman in the Batman suit. Uh let me see. Do 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 uh of Robert Pattinson in the Batman suit right next to the new Batmobile. And the new Batmobile actually kinda looks it, it looks uh, like an actual car. It doesn't really look like a tank like in the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight one kind of looked like a tank. The Batman vs Superman one kind of looked like a um I don't know, it kind of looked like a, a hover car from Back to the Future. Um <laughs> but uh it's kind of like the the 1966 Batman um where it was it actually looked like an actual car. Um and this one I'm glad that it looks more like an actual car. I don't like... Because, don't get me wrong. I loved the Batmobile in the Dark Knight trilogy. I did. But I really like the fact that they went more with a a, a more interesting look. Where it's going to look more like a car rather than a big giant tank. That Batman just drives around Gotham City and breaking a lot of traffic laws on the way. 
you know, he can break a lot of traffic laws, but just break them in a in a car that actually looks like a car. So anyway, um, but yeah, I love it. Uh, I love the look of it, and I'm loving the look of the suit. And I can't wait for this movie, guys. I'm really excited. And here I was a year ago saying, oh, "I'll believe it when I see it." Now we're seeing so many images from this movie, and it's getting me more and more excited. Uh, thoughts on a live-action Last of Us series on HBO? I'm I'm all for it. Um, I love the Last of Us video game, Last of Us Part Two. I absolutely cannot wait for. And apparently, it's going to be run, show run, The showrunners are going to be the same showrunners from the HBO series. Um, Chernobyl is that how you pronounce it I can't I don't I I can't I I think that's how you pronounce it but um yeah yeah I'm really excited and I think there's a there's a lot of potential in a series rather than a a movie because with a series you get to do more there's more there's more time on uh, character development Whereas a movie, you're constrained by two and a half hours, you know. So, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. The Witcher is probably one of my new favorite shows, and it's a really great video game adaptation. Another really great video game adaptation. So, all right, let's move on. The last two questions we have, uh, and we have one of them that says thoughts on James Gunn's Suicide Squad not having a lot of CGI. Um, yeah, so James Gunn came out and said, uh, what did he say? I have the quote here. I keep jumping back and forth to my Instagram because, uh, I had the quote here because a buddy of mine sent me the image. Oh, here it is. Uh, so James Gunn said, uh, via Twitter, I think he said, there are more practical effects, effects, and sets in this film than any big budget comic book film ever. So basically, this isn't going to be like the 2016 movie where there's going to be where Enchantress is going to be dancing in front of a CGI portal. You know, it's not going to end. Up, it's not going to be like that. There's probably going to be some CG, but for the most part, it looks like they're going to be doing practical effects. And you know what? This is great. The the more the more practical you can get, the more real it will look for the audience. And I would love to see a movie that J- where James Gunn can just make this thing look as real as possible because he can't get that with Guardians of the Galaxy. As much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, you can't really get that with Guardians because you're using a lot of you're you're dealing with outer space, so you got to do a lot of CG. You got there's a lot of green screen involved and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm glad that he's going down with a more practical effect route with, um, Suicide Squad, um, than he does with Guardians, um, and I can't wait. This is probably the most anticipated movie, um, in the, in, in the future of DC movies, this is probably my most anticipated, um, actually, no, Shazam 2 might be my most anticipated is my most anticipated. So I have Shazam two and then James Gunn suicide squad. I really can't wait. And the last question of the day, last question of the day. And it says in honor of onward coming out this weekend, what are your top five favorite Pixar movies? (gasps) Oh man. Oh, you had to do this to me. Why'd you do this to me? Hang on. I'm going to set the microphone down and, Try to search something up. Uh, let me see. Okay. Sar uh, movies. Okay. All right. All right. I'm picking you guys up now. Okay. Good. There was a lot of noise. So, but okay, we got it. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and look at all these Pixar films. Let's see. Okay. So obviously, number one is Finding Nemo. Um, the number two is Toy Story Two. So I have my number one and number two pick, which is um, Finding Nemo is my number one, and Toy Story Two is my number two. Um, 
Then I probably have up at number three. Incredibles at number four. And Inside Out at number five. Yeah, those are my five. So Inside Out at number five. Uh, Incredibles at number four. Up at number three. Uh, Toy Story 2 at number two. And Finding Nemo at number one. Uh, those are my five. Those are my top five. Um, Coco is a definite honorable mention. Um, Toy Story 3, definitely. The first Toy Story. Wally is also another honorable mention. A lot of people don't like Wally for some reason, but I really loved it. Um, let's see. A lot of people don't want, A lot of people give Incredibles 2 a lot of crud, but I really love Incredibles 2. I love that movie. Um. And then Toy Story 4 was even good too. A lot of people were like, oh, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 4 didn't deserve the best picture, the best animated film. I'm going to be honest. Look, as, as happy as I am that Toy Story uh, 4 won the, the, the best animated film category, um, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, uh, look, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit upset that we're not getting, um, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit upset that we're not going to get a, that how to train your dragon didn't end up winning that because look, how to train your dragon, in the hidden world is probably not my, is actually, Yeah, no, it is it, it is my favorite it, it, it is my favorite movie in the in the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. So the third one is probably my favorite in the in the series. Um and I kinda wish that movie would have won. Now that I really think back on it, I'm just like, I I would have really liked to have seen that. I would have I would have liked to have seen it. So Alright. Uh so, okay. Uh, that will do it for this episode of the Zeke Stitzel Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as I have mentioned earlier, look out for the new show uh, debuting on March 13th called Friday Night Trivia. Um, this is gonna, It's going to be the trial episode, and then we'll take a break, and then I will let you guys – this is going to be the pilot. So if you guys end up watching it, um, then we'll, we'll, end, we'll be okay. So – uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave that review. Uh, I am going to start doing shout-outs for those of you guys who leave a review. Um, and make sure you're spreading the word on this podcast, man. I would love to get that listener um, number up. And those Patreon supporters, man, let's let's get that Patreon uh, thing up. Because Patreon, man, that would really help the Zeke said so uh, podcast and Zeke Setso YouTube channel a lot. So thank you so much for listening, guys. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace out.